This is a summary of the second Sikha of Parshas Nayach, Likuti Sikhas Chelek Yud. There are two tremendous values that the Rebbe tries to inculcate in Klal Yisrael. And uh, of course, the Rebbe is doing it at the behest of the Shulchan Aruch and of, uh, of Taira. And you know, they're brought, some of these are really brought in the, they come out very clearly in, in, in the Rebbe's talks and the Rebbe's biographies and everything. So one famous idea that that's commonly discussed with the Rebbe is about using clean language, using pure language, not speaking in the negative. The most classical example is that the Rebbe didn't want us to call a hospital a base, chaylim, rather a base reifim, a house, of, not a house of healing, rather a, a house of the sick, rather a house of healing. But the truth is, if you listen to all the sikhs of the Rebbe, you'll hear hundreds of times, thousands of times, the Rebbe will literally go out of his way. He'll never say a negative word, um, even if it doesn't really seem negative. The Rebbe, just, the Rebbe won't say the word death. He'll say the opposite of life. The, everything the Rebbe says will will reflect that. And this is uh, this is from a Gemara in Psach, in the source of it, Av Gimel. And the truth is, it's from this week's Parsha. Taita says, when it's describing the not kosher animals which were brought to the Teva, it says, from the animals which are not pure. Instead of saying the animals which are tamay, impure, it says the animals which are not pure. Which the Taita is so exact and precise, it will, we, the Gemara learns out entire pages of Talmud from one letter in the Taita, an extra letter, but here we add 13 letters. So the Gemara says, that a person we learn from here, a person should never say something negative from his mouth because the Torah went out of its way to say it this way. Now the truth is the sugya in the Gemara is a little more complicated than that in the end. Um, The Gemara originally in the Havamina, the Havamina means in the beginning of the Gemara, in the outset, the, the, the thought process in the beginning of the Gemara was that this law applies always across the board, even if I have to say many more words, but uh, but uh, then I, but I have to do it in order to get out the uh, to say it in a more proper way, in a nicer way, without saying anything negative. However, the Gemara ends up bringing another value to the fore, which is that a lashon kotzer, that a person should always speak in a very terse, very short language, and even if it's going to be a little more negative, not going to be so positive, not so rosy. Still, there's, there's that advantage of Kotzer. And the Gemara comes, arrives at this by asking from a few examples throughout the Teda, and eventually the Gemara proves that there are a few times like this, a few times like that, and it's just as common in either direction. And therefore, and therefore, you could go with either one. Either you're going with the advantage of speaking very cleanly and nicely, even though you're going to speak at length, it's going to take longer, Alternatively, you speak more shortly, but you get the advantage. Uh, but but it but it, but it's a little more negative. That's what comes out. The question that the Rebbe is bothered with in this Gemara is that Rebbe says, "I don't understand." Thousands of times in the Torah, it says the word tame. That's that's the rule, not the exception. It always says tame. Every time it says this animal is Tameh and this person is Tameh and this is Tameh and that's Tameh. Everything's Tameh. 
So what is even the Havamina, what's even the thought process in the beginning of the Gemara to suggest that, you know, you should always, the Torah teaches us that you always say the longer route, even if, uh, even if, um, in order to get the advantage of speaking nicely. Where does that come from? And especially at one point in the Gemara, the Gemara asks, doesn't it say in the Torah, doesn't it say somewhere the word Tameh? The Gemara is asking it like it found some places and then it's a question. What do you mean? It's hundreds of times as if you found it somewhere. Doesn't it also say the word Tameh in the Torah? And also in the conclusion of the Gemara, you're making it like it's an equal balance, 50-50. Sometimes you could do either thing. What do you mean? You see the opposite, that the rule is that primarily you should say it, the word Tameh, more tersely, more, more succinctly. So the Rebbe says, a very interesting answer. The Rebbe says that when you're dealing with a psak halacha, when you have to give a ruling, there has to be a psak barter. It has to be a clear ruling. There's no ecking and becking. It has to be unequivocal. It has to be absolutely clear. There's nothing which can be left to imagination. A ruling has to be ruled. And when you're deciding a halachic matter, you have to say it as it is. In the stories of the Torah is where we apply, uh, the, apply the principle that you could, you could do it either way. You could do it either way. And, and when the Gemara was asking, don't we find in the Torah that it says the word Tameh? It meant the places in the Torah, the Gemara meant that we have some places where it's a story and yet it uses the word Tameh, not Loi Tahirei, Nenna Tahirei. And therefore, the Gemara comes to its conclusion that you could go with either advantage. But of course, in a psak, when you give a ruling, you have to say it as it is, right? And by the way, just to go back to the Rebbe, the example of the Rebbe himself, when we say the Rebbe was nice and rosy and didn't, uh, it didn't mean that the Rebbe didn't know how to be very direct and very clear when an issue was at hand and the Rebbe had to say what Torah thinks about this issue. When you have to give a ruling and you have to declare pure or impure, you don't start playing games and wording it in a, in a, in a wordy way. So that is one very important thing that, uh, that of the Rebbe. The Rebbe now draws a parallel to another area in life, which is also something which perhaps describes the Rebbe. The, the thing the Rebbe draws parallel to is how careful you have to be in your eyes and what you look at. And more importantly, when you are looking, how you how you look at something, how you look at something. Famously, someone asked the Rebbe once why he wears his brim down. Many other groups, they wear their brim up. So the Rebbe told him, Mir is gonna cook in the egg and the For me, it's enough to look at my own four cubits. The Rebbe didn't just mean that what's stated in Shulchan Aruch, that a, when you walk down the street, you shouldn't, you should, I shouldn't be wandering. You're supposed to look within the next six cube, six feet in front of you. The Rebbe meant also that, it, that, that the Rebbe doesn't have to look into other people's garbage cans and other people's to find the negativity in other people. You focus on what you need to do. I look in my own for for that for Amis. And that's why the Rebbe was able to change the world and change human consciousness. So where do you see this value discussed in this week's Torah portion? Because we find that the Chum, the son of Noyach, it says he looked at his father's nakedness and he went to tell his brothers. And the brothers came and they did not look. It says that they turned their backs and they covered over their father. And then the Pasuk concludes, they didn't see the nakedness of their father. And uh, it, it actually seems a little bit extra. 
You already said they turned their backs and covered him over. What do you have to tell them? What do you have to say? What do you have to add? They didn't see it, their father. So what it means is that not only they didn't see with their eyes because they, they turned their backs, they didn't judge. They didn't study. They weren't excited about it. On the other hand, Cham, which Cham actually means excitement. It means passion. Chamimus, heat. Cham, and of course, Cham got cursed because he looked at his father and he judged. Now, where does this idea of, of judging come from? The idea of not being judgmental and, and, and so on. So that's a discussion on its own, how to not be judgmental. But there's something with the Rebbe, the angle that Rebbe takes about this value is a different angle, is, is the following angle in this talk of the Rebbe. Which, by the way, this talk is an extremely classical talk and extremely, extremely famous talk. So it's good, whoever hasn't learned it yet, to get on board. Um, the Rebbe says, the Rebbe brings what the Baal Shem Tev says. The Baal Shem Tev says, it's brought down in Morei Naim. Baal Shem Tev said that if you look at a Jew and you see negativity, you're looking in a mirror. It's actually your own negativity. You're not seeing someone else's negativity. It's your own negativity. You have to, it's your own problem to deal with. The Rebbe asks, where did the Baal Shem Tev get this from? It's a beautiful idea. It's an amazing idea to that everything you see is really just a reflection of you and you have to start working on yourself. But where does it come from? The Rebbe said it's based on a, a, a very fundamental principle that the Baal Shem Tev spent his whole life bringing to the world, spreading the concept of divine providence, that everything is divine providence. And what the Mishnah says, that, that Hashem didn't create a single thing in his world in vain. So the question is, why did Hashem confront you and put before your eyes that you should see something negative in this world? Says the Baal Shem Tev, it's in order, because you need a change, because there's something wrong with you. A beautiful idea. That's the Rebbe says. That's the source of the Baal Shem Tev's teaching. But the Rebbe asks a question. He says, I don't understand. We know that a major part of Judaism is to try to affect your fellow Jew, change your fellow Jew, be there for your fellow Jew. Maybe you're seeing the person's negativity in order to help them, in order to, you know, to be there for them. Who said it's because you have this issue, this problem? So the Rebbe says, an unbelievable answer. The Rebbe says, and it's the same answer, like we were, the same idea that we were just discussing regarding nice speech. That when it comes to giving a ruling, you have to say it the way it is. So we hear as well. In terms of practical, in terms of being of help, yeah, you totally and absolutely recognize what's wrong with your friend. You're not going to help anybody by beating around the bush, by pretending your friend doesn't have a problem, by not seeing it, by not noticing it. Of course you see that your friend has a problem. That's not what the Baal Shem is referring to. There's nothing wrong with that. The contrary, as long as there's no judgment, as long as there's no personal feeling involved whatsoever, on the contrary, it's a tremendous help that you can be to this person. You have to look at your, you're like a doctor. When you, a person comes to a doctor, it's very clinical. The doctor's, it's not the doctor's job to sit there in judgment. Oh, why did you get sick? How did you get sick? You know, wagging his finger. That's none of your business. The, job, the doctor's job is to heal the person, is to help the person. So too, when you see someone who has a problem, it should be extremely, extremely um, clinical, zero emotion, zero personal connection. The previous Rebbe even said once, the Friedrich Rebbe, that, that if you feel any personal connection whatsoever and any judgmentalism, any feeling, right, don't even, don't, don't, don't rebuke the person and don't even try to change the person. He says it's a waste of time and it's, and, it, and it's counterproductive. 
if you feel any personal emotions mixing in whatsoever. It's just not because you're a doctor. You have to be totally removed whatsoever from the whole, uh, any personal feeling. The Bashamtiv's vart is that the moment you feel anything personal, you get heated up over it. So then the same question arises. Everything is divine providence. Why are you getting all excited? Why are you getting all judgmental? Why are you? It's because you somehow have it deep down inside of you. However, you're never willing to judge yourself because we love ourselves too much, so we never judge ourselves. Hashem is now providing you with a person seeing that other person's fault and feeling and recognizing, you know, really feeling, seeing, oh, that's disgusting. That's really disgusting. And then you think to yourself, now it's a process. The Baal Shem Tev says you have to now apply that to yourself and realize that's really you. Anything you find disgusting, you really have deep down inside. And by the way, you could try this out. You'll see it. A group of people who are speaking a juicy piece of gossip of Lashon Hara, you'll notice that the person who gets the most excited about the piece of Lashon Hara among the group is the one who literally Mambesh has that very same problem. The person who has no connection to, the, to this whole issue there's very little excitement. There's very little, it doesn't really it doesn't really affect them. The person who's getting all heated up and excited and talking the loudest and, and the most animated is typically the one who has this problem the most. So we hear that's what the Rebbe says. That's what it means. That as long as it's clinical, as long as you're just giving a psak, you're just giving a ruling, yeah, then you say it the way it is. And 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 you and you and you deal with it and you do what has to be done. However, don't look in a judgmental way. And that's what the Pasuk added by shame and yefes, and they were so blessed for this. It's not that they just didn't look at their father's nakedness. The Pasuk concludes, they didn't see it. In other words, they, they saw there was a problem. They dealt with it, but they didn't get excited about it. They didn't, it wasn't important to them. You know, it, it, it's, you know, their father has a challenge, and that's his challenge. It wasn't something that they got excited about. They didn't see it. Like the Rebbe said, Mir's gonna cook in the Ignadal Damas.